The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people, live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Here to set you free. How you doing? I'm Leslie Marshall. Good afternoon. Welcome or welcome back from Thanksgiving break. Good to have you here with us on this Tuesday. Also very excited to have in the house for the first time on the show today, Connie Maven. Connie is director of new media at the United Steelworkers International Union. A third-generation steelworker, she is responsible for overseeing the union's digital platforms. She also leads the USW's Next Generation program, and that aims to grow the union from within, as well as in the communities, and that's where we live and work. And they want to do it through education, mentoring, inclusion, and community service. Glad to have her with us today to talk about the USW's Next Generation program and also talk about the future of the labor movement itself. Uh, Connie, if I may call you Connie, if not, I'll call you Ms. Maven, whichever you prefer. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Connie. It was great. Thanks for having me. My great-grandfather was a teamster, but my grandfathers were steel, uh, uh, were sheet metal workers, and uh, they were with the sheet metal union. So uh, I don't have the g- direct connection, but I do have, uh, I do have uh, the ancestry going back as well as you, Connie. I love to hear that in solidarity. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about this Next Generation program. I think this is awesome because uh, young people out there, are, you know, getting out of school and finding that, you know, college is very expensive and you have to, you know, pay back all these loans unless somebody in the future forgives them. And, you know, you, you want to work hard and, you know, earn a living, a decent living wage. So, you know, getting out there and working in a trade and working for a union shop is very beneficial. It gives stability, health care, uh, a pension down the road. And I think it's awesome that the USW is looking uh, to the next generation with this next generation program. Uh, talk about the Next Gen Young Workers Program. Uh, you guys started this off uh, to... I understand, educate, empower, and inspire young workers within the union, within the USW, correct? That's right, Leslie, and, and really it's what the union has always been about. Our union has been around for a really long time, over 75 years now, and, and bringing up the next generation is sort of what unions are all about naturally, but the Next Gen program was started officially to add some structure to that effort, particularly around the time whenever we had a lot of baby boomers retiring, we had a lot of our our workplaces hiring people in for the first time. And what we realized was we had a whole generation, almost like a lost generation, because like you said, I'm a third generation steel worker. My granddad, my dad were steel workers, so I knew all about the union. But what we're finding is millennials and those who are, are younger their families may have been lost because of layoffs, plant closures, the deindustrialization of our countries, and so they didn't necessarily have that family connection directly the way that a lot of us 
did. So when we started NextGen, it was a very intentional effort to reintroduce the union to a whole new generation and to do what we've always done, which is bring up those uh, who, who come behind us and to get them ready to bring up those who come behind them and continue it going. And you're absolutely right. The, the trades and non-traditional jobs are a great option, particularly with college debt being the way it is in, in both the United States and Canada, it's crushing. Uh, but I think it's also important to note that unions aren't just for trades. We, we represent uh, members who work at everything you can think about, anything that person can do, like teach at a college, anything a person can make, including things like Captain Morgan Rum. Um, we represent members who do all of that. If you have a job and you work, a union is for you. Absolutely. And I want to clarify because, you know, this is what happens when your first day back from Thanksgiving and uh, jet lag, right? Your uh, mind is all <laughs> crazy. I have a grandfather, a sheet metal worker, a grandfather that was a steel worker and a great grandfather that was a teamster. So three different unions. But like you, um, I know what a union can do for a family. I know what a union can provide. I want to talk um, about what you recently had. Uh, and it was the very first, I understand, International Next Gen Conference. I also understand it was a huge success. Can you tell us about the conference? Can you also tell us about that day of community service? I would love to. I'm still, we're still kind of on a high from this conference. We've been building this program, as you said, for many, many years in our union. It all sort of came together a couple of weeks ago when we had over 900 young members in our, our union from around the United States, Canada, Puerto Rico, the Caribbean. We even had some delegates from the United Kingdom, all young uh, union members who gathered together really for a week of education uh, and, as you said earlier, inspiration. Uh, but one of the most important things I think that happened that week was we spent a whole day taking 900-plus steel workers out into the community, spending that time volunteering. We spent some time with boys and girls clubs, helping clean up their clubhouses, doing things that the volunteers there on a low budget really don't get to do, painting and cleaning and organizing and uh, helping get things ready for the kids that really depend on those services. We spent some time at some local high schools talking to high school students about what you said, about have, having some non-traditional paths into work uh, that aren't necessarily going to cost you a quarter of a million dollars in college debt. We spent a day at a food bank. We spent a day at a place called the Center for Hope, uh, helping prepare uh, for Thanksgiving meals for those who are more needy. Um, we spent a day uh, packing vet, uh, veterans' bags for the veterans' hospitals. We had some socks, and we wrote notes for the holidays coming up for our veterans. Uh, and that was amazing for so many reasons, because I think what it does is it gets the steel workers out into our communities. People get to see us in ways that aren't necessarily ways they think of us uh, and shows people that we're there to give back. But it also helps our young people realize just what a responsibility it is when you do have a good union job and you are lucky enough to have good health care and you can put food on the table, how important it is to give back to our communities. And, and I often say that fuels our souls so much more. We get so much more out of it, I think, than the folks that were, were there to help. 
Uh, that is so uh, impressive. We're trying to do that, you know, with our kids, and I'm seeing more and more people give back. And uh, I also have veterans in my family, as so many of us do. And and we know, you know, those are just two areas that intertwine, um, you know, veterans and, you know, union workers, uh, because mm-hmm. they really are the backbone of this nation, building it and then keeping us free to continue to build uh, and to grow. Um, you know what? You had mentioned this is nothing new for the USW, and and it isn't. Um, but why did you feel that you need to do, to do this? I mean, historically, you've always done this, always given back, always tried to improve um, and educate uh, your members uh, within the USW and reach out to the uh, to the new members. Do you think that perhaps doing this and the way this was done added more structure? That's definitely part of it, adding more structure. And I know you've had our president, Tom Conway, on the show, and he talks all the time about making sure we're building a bench so that we leave a strong union behind. We've got a very strong union. We want to make sure we leave it behind for our kids and our grandkids the way it was left for us. Uh, And I think that's really important to be intentional about it. And particularly, Leslie, as we talked about, our union's becoming more diverse. So we've got those who work in industry and manufacturing, but we also have those who work in universities and hospitals. Uh, And so it becomes more and more important, I think, to make a very intentional space that makes everyone feel like they can see themselves in our union and be included. And that includes people of all ages, all races, sexual orientation, religion, um, immigrants. We want everyone to feel welcome in our union. And so NextGen has really become that space for that because what we're finding is our younger members are naturally more diverse in many, many ways. And, And it's so exciting to see them be able to find their way in our union, because many of them, particularly some of those that came to this conference, it's the first time they've ever really been active in the union. They've heard about it. They know they pay dues. They, they see our website and our social media. But when they get to come and actually experience solidarity, they get to meet their fellow siblings and, and learn that our struggles in Canada are the same as they are in the U.S., as they are in Puerto Rico, as they are in the U.K., it becomes very real for a young person. And when we do it in non-traditional ways, we get out into the community. We had a DJ at this conference. We tried to make it really fun and different where we were dancing um, and, and singing and, and then also, you know, talking about voter registration and, and really important things. Um, it allows young people to have a space where they feel included, and that's why it was really important to add that structure around it because we wanted to make sure that it is really everyone's union and everyone of all ages is is important to making sure the union succeeds. So for all the young people that we're bringing in and getting motivated, we need to have more seasoned mentors there ready to teach and bring along and show the way. Uh, So really it's everyone's union. There's a space for everyone. And next gen is, is just one of the ways that we do that. I love that. We are going to replay what you just said um, over and over in a promo because I just love the way you said it, encapsulated that, Connie. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Connie. She's director of new media at the United Steelworkers International Union. Uh, during the break, be sure to check them out. The website is usw.org. On Twitter, follow them there. For the USW, at Steelworkers. And for Connie, at Connie Maiden. That's C-O-N-N-I-E-M-A-B-I-N. And the social media hashtag for the USW's Next Generation program is hashtag NG2019. 
I'm Leslie Marshall, back with Connie, back with you right after this. Back, I'm Leslie Marshall, Director of New Media at the United Steelworkers International Union. Connie Mabin is our guest. We're talking about the USW's Next Generation Program. We're also going to touch upon the future of the labor movement. Connie, thank you for holding and welcome back. Um, There is something that both former USW President Leo Girard and current USW President Tom Conway uh, have mentioned, either to me uh, personally on the radio show, uh, in their great blogs uh, for the USW, um, that there's been kind of uh, a generation that was lost. And this was due to mm-hmm. deindustrialization uh, in uh, our nations. Also continued attacks um, on people who want to organize, on labor unions. Also, we see a lot of baby boomers who have uh, started to retire. Um, mm-hmm. So you have a lot of employers out there who are hiring new people uh, for the first time in a long time. Can you speak to that? Because I think it's important for people, especially voters, uh, to understand this. Because it is sort of like a gap there, isn't it? There's definitely a gap. And what we found is, is you know, the attack on the labor movement has been very coordinated, very sustained, and, and very ugly, as we see with right-to-work laws and, and just the dismantling of the National Labor Relations Board and, and, and all of these things that, that we see happening. And what that has done is, in some ways, it's tainted the word union, uh, particularly for, like I said, those young people who maybe their dad or their mom weren't in a union because of what has happened to our economy. Um, and then couple that with the fact that they hear all of these negative things about unions, couple that with the fact that even if they do want a union, the laws are, are in some cases so difficult that the, the decks are really stacked against us to try to form unions. And so having this program is one of those ways that we're reintroducing the labor movement, and in particular, our unions, to generation. That's definitely true. And, and um, I think that what we're seeing with the success of this program is that this generation loves unions. They love what we stand for. They share our values. And when we reintroduce each other, it's like a marriage made in heaven. Uh, d- uh, definitely. And well said. You know what I think is, is great is uh, the karma here. And, and I say that the good karma, because unions have been good. And like you said, these young workers saw what their parents or grandparents, even great grandparents in my situation and others, um, you know, that, that they see. And right now, when you look at the numbers, and I want you to speak to this because it is coming around. Um, today's young workers are embracing unions in, in ways we haven't seen in generations. Can you talk mm-hmm. to us about some of the studies out there? I know there was one in 2012 and also uh, the AACL uh, CIO did also another in 2015 that UCLA did. Can you speak mm-hmm. to some of these studies? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what we find is anytime anyone does a study, what you find is the majority of, of Americans in particular young Americans they are in favor of unions when you talk about the things that we do, which is work together collectively really to build better lives for all of us 
at work in our communities. It's it's not just wages and benefits. We spend a lot of time talking about that, and those things are important. But unions also make sure you don't get killed at work. They make sure that we're not polluting our air and our waters and that our communities are safe. Unions make sure that there isn't discrimination based on sex uh, or race or gender. Um, there, there are lots of things that unions do that make life better, that people support. Uh, so the support is there. Uh, and young people, the UCLA study that you talk about, the majority, more than, than 60% of millennials, is those that are 35 and under. When you ask them directly, do you support unions, they say yes. So where's the disconnect in our country? The disconnect is that those who don't want unions, the greedy corporations who obviously want to keep unions out of the workplace because it makes uh, makes it harder for them to be greedy. <laughs> um, it gives the workers more power, and they don't want that. They're the ones who are trying to make it harder for people to join unions. It's not that they don't want to. It's not that they don't support us. It's that the laws are, are hard, that the companies do these really crazy, unfair uh, heartbreaking things. At the Next Gen Conference, we had a, a conversation from um, a few of our young organizers who are out there trying to grow the union, talking about the things that right now in 2019 are happening to people who are trying to lawfully, fairly join a union, our union, including uh, one young woman who was eight months pregnant, who was fired um, just because she supported our union. You know, and, and the organizer who worked on that campaign talked about fighting to get her job back and making sure that those workers who wanted the union there were able to get the union there. Um, and so those things are both frustrating because we know that people want to be in unions. We know that they share our values, that they see the power. If you look at this generation you look at groups like March for Our Lives, and you look at some of what amazing things that truly, really young people, even before they get into the workforce, are doing. They understand innately the power of collective action. They're also a generation that's very savvy with social media. They know how to communicate. They know how to organize digitally as well as, as in the more old-fashioned ways. That's very, very powerful. You couple that with the power of a union, And sort of the track record that unions have out there when it comes to standing up and fighting back and making positive change. Man, can you imagine the possibility of having this generation become active in unions? And that's what we're seeing happening. That's very powerful. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with Connie Maven, Director of New Media at the United Steelworkers. Don't go away. We are back. We are talking with Connie Maben on Twitter. Follow her at Connie Maben, C-O-N-N-I-E-M-A-B-I-N. And also follow the Steelworkers at Steelworkers. The website is USW.org. As I mentioned, if you're just joining us, welcome. Connie Maben is Director of New Media at the United Steelworkers International Union. We've been talking about their Next Generation program. We're going to talk more uh, with her in this uh, next second half of the hour about the future of uh, that labor movement. Connie, thank you for holding and welcome back. No problem. Before the break, we were talking about an ACL, ACL-CIO study in 2012 that showed 48% of workers polled said they vote to create a union in their workplace. And this is among mm-hmm. the youth, the new generations. And you referenced the uh, 2015 UCLA study. You said more than 60%, absolutely, 6 and 10 millennials expressed an interest in joining a, a union. Would you say that today's young people 
uh, can be more effective, perhaps, in leading movements because they can use technology. They can use social media to organize. And these polls show that they have the willingness to fight uh, for change. And that's all a perfect fit for unions and a perfect fit for the USW. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, the opportunity is huge. Um, and one of the great things about our union is that what you find often uh, is that we're doing the same things that our, our uh, the, the brothers and sisters that came before us 75 years ago did, which is organize, talk to our fellow coworkers, our fellow family members, our neighbors about making life better. What changes is the tool. The tool changes. The tools are changing. The tactics are changing. And we're seeing as our union gets more diverse, we just organized workers at, at Google recently. And so that workforce is a lot more tech savvy uh, than those 100 years ago who didn't even have Google, you know. And so to see uh, the creativity in, in, in some of our younger members, and, and not just our younger members, our union in general is just using all of these tools in so many creative ways, I think, uh, in very smart ways to reach a whole new generation and, and a whole new uh, community of people who may not know who we are or what we're about. And, and that's really exciting because for young people, I have I have a nine year old and a twelve year old, and technology for them are innate. They they were just born with some device in their hand. They know exactly what to do and, and how to do it. Uh, so we don't have to spend time teaching them how to use these tools. They already know. So what we need to teach them is the value of our union and the history of our union and and the and the tactics that maybe they don't know about yet and how they can couple that with what they do know, which is social media and technology. And that together is just, it's so exciting to see what's happening. 11 and 12 year old, wish we lived closer, Connie, we could do play dates. Yes. <laughs> and, great. Uh, you, you know, um, a lot of people have heard of the company Spotify. Uh, and uh, there's another company not as many people uh, heard about, but I have. I know you have. It's called Gimlet. And they were acquired by Spotify. It was a $230 million deal. And uh, Gimlet um, actually, in March 2019, their editorial staff at Gimlet Media became the first podcasting company to unionize. They unionized by joining the Writers Guild um, of America. Why do you think that millennials are more pro-union than generations before. You touched upon that, talking about, you know, their mothers or fathers or, you know, grandparents. But but why else do you see? Do you think they've seen the problems with people not having somebody to stand in the gap for them? The problems with demonizing of unions, the problems of these major corporations stripping people of their pensions or having absolutely no ability to retire and people after they retire from one job having to go get another job, which is harder to do when you're older, especially if it's physical or manual labor. Um you know, so can can you speak to that? Because I, I'm thinking that perhaps they've come around because they've seen the bad it's done. Our families, uh, uh, not just our middle class, our working class, but this nation overall, economically and otherwise, uh, with this demonization and the decline over recent years and that lost generation, that gap that we had talked about last segment. Absolutely. Not only have they seen it, Leslie, they're living it. Uh, one thing that terrifies me as a mom of young kids is this notion that this generation might be the first one ever in the history of our country to do worse off than the generations before it. That makes me feel terrible 
as as not just a mom, but but as an American, uh, and and young people today, young workers in particular, they are living this. They they are still feeling the effects of the Great Recession. Uh, they have got this crushing college debt if they have gone to college, and even if they have a college degree, sometimes an upper level degree, a master's degree, or or, or higher. They're still having to work two, three, four jobs just to make ends meet, let alone be able to have a life. And one of the things that we say in our union all the time is that we're so blessed in our union because the union contract and collective bargaining and and fighting together to get higher wages, to get more stability with your work hours and your shifts and to have safety at work, what that allows for you to do is to live to actually have a life that is not just work. Um, and, and our young people today, many of them don't know what that's like because they've just got to survive just to make ends meet. And what they're finding is there is a way out of that, and it's called a union, uh, and it's, the secret is out. You know, So it's, it's now you know, it's just how do we get more of them involved? How do we continue to organize? How do we spread the word that, that we want everyone in the union? Because it really is the way to make life better. No question. No question about that. Um, unionizing for tech companies has been notoriously difficult. That's according to Fast Company. Um, why is that? And are we with what I just discussed, um, you know, with, with that first uh, podcast company unionizing, are we looking in the future, even though unionizing has been notoriously difficult for tech companies, is this the beginning of an industry-wide shift? We sure hope so. Uh, we're finding our experience with the Google contract workers that the demand is there. Uh, the will is there. Uh, th- these young people who are working at these tech companies, in many ways, it's, it's very precarious work. There's no guarantee. You know, they're contract workers, so there's, there's no stability. Um, and, and, and with that, you know, they lose some power. And what the union provides for everyone, regardless of what industry you're in, is it gives the power to the workers collectively. That scares companies to death. Uh, and, and so I think what you're seeing is now that we've had some success with these recent wins in tech companies is that the barrier has been broken in some ways and, and people are maybe not as afraid. They see that they did it. We can do it too. Uh, and ultimately the test is going to be when, when people's lives get better. That's the best testimonial that you could ever have. You know, you don't need to hear it from me who works for the union or see it in an ad. You talk to a real-life person who took a chance and joined a union and is actually feeling and seeing their life get better. More people are going to want that. It's just human nature. And I think that's what we're going to see in the tech industry, in healthcare, in education. So many of our industries in, in our nation's these days are so precarious because of just the nature of the economy. And, and the union is a great answer for that. I was amazed when I saw the Center for Economic Policy and Research, their report that 75% of new union members are under the age of 35. Uh, do mm-hmm. you think this younger generation of workers will lead a resurgence of organized labor? I'd also like you to speak to the new and fresh energy that brings in. Um, I, I, I've read about uh, individuals at Communications Workers of America, specifically District 1, uh, a woman named Whitney Yaks, 
Um, and that represents over 100,000, 150,000 uh, members, and that's throughout the Northeast. And it, it, people in unions get involved, but it seems that the younger people, the millennials, um, have more of a desire to be active, whether they're phone banking, knocking on doors to garner support for a political candidate, uh, organizing meetings with industry leaders or gathering signatures uh, on a petition. Uh, this is definitely right up millennials alley and, and would be right up, I believe. Uh, you know, the stepping stone of a resurgence of organized labor, perhaps, especially when you look at these numbers, that 75% of new members, new union members under the age of 35. I totally agree. And I think you're seeing that in our union already is this this energy uh, that young people are bringing and, and, and just the positivity of, of all generations working together. We have an organization in our union for retirees. So what we say with Next Gen is, we hope that we start your lifetime of activism with NextGen and you stay active all the way through to when you retire and then you become a member of our retiree organization that we call SOAR and you became, you stay active all the way up until then. Um, and, and I think that this is, like I said earlier, it's a match made in heaven for millennials. And one of the things that I learned personally is there are a lot of stereotypes about young people today, particularly because of the things that we're looking at as opportunity, technology, social media. Uh, those things sometimes get a bad rap. And there are these misnomers when it comes to labeling young people as maybe not being interested, not wanting to do the work, maybe being lazy or uninterested. That is totally not true. It is not what we found with NextGen. We're seeing so much energy, so much interest. Uh, And I think um, probably for anyone, regardless of your age, when you are fronted with an opportunity and someone makes an ask and just says, hey, are you willing to help? Are you willing to do something? What do you care about and what are you willing to do to fight for that? And, oh, by the way, there are over a million people in our union who want to fight with you on that same very thing. Very few people are going to say no to that. Uh, And one of the things that NextGen really does well, I think, in our union is that we're we're looking for non-traditional ways. I always say think of the union as a house. And our house, we're going to build doors all the way around because we want to make sure that we're not missing anyone. Someone might walk into the union because they're interested in community service. Someone else might be interested in making sure their workplace is safe, and, and that's how they get involved in the union. Someone else might be a political person, and they want to do the political organizing. We have to make sure that we allow those doors to be open for all of those people and that they all end up in the house, because once they're in the house, we're all family. We're going to work together. And we're going to make this thing great, uh, but we got to get people in. And and that's the thing with young people is they are absolutely, you're right, willing to do the work. This is They know how to do the work. They want to do the work. We've got to provide opportunity and be more creative with how we do things. Absolutely. Quick break, and we'll be back with more. Uh, more with our guests, more information from Connie Maven, Director of New Media at the United Steelworkers International Union. As I said, check out their website, usw.org. On Twitter, follow them, at Steelworkers, and follow Connie, at Connie Maven. that's C-O-N-N-I-E-M-A-B-I-N. And check out that social media hashtag for USW's Next Generation program, hashtag NG2019. Back in a moment. We are back with Director of New Media for the United Steelworkers, Connie Maven. 
Connie, thank you for holding Welcome Back. Very excited that younger generations are embracing labor unions in numbers that we haven't seen in a long time. We were talking about uh, fresh energy, and I definitely think they uh, have that. Uh, also, just looking at these numbers, a 2018 Gallup poll showed that 66% of people aged 18 to 34 approve of labor unions, and that's compared to 60% of people 35 to 54, 62% of people ages 55 and older. Millennials are more supportive of labor unions than the generations before them. But we can't just look at these numbers, right? We can't just say more people are signing up. Um, Would you agree that unions have a long way to go when it comes to finding the right set of benefits that will actually encourage even more membership among millennials? I think any organization made up of humans always has room to to grow and and do better. Uh, That's definitely true. But I think what you're seeing, what we have in in our union in particular is that that contract and the power of the of the contract and contracts are something that the workers themselves band together to fight for uh you know so they're different at at every location and it's really up uh, to the young people and others at that workplace to decide what their benefits are working together uh with their union staff And, and so that to me is a great message to say if you want to change those benefits join the union and get involved with your bargaining committee, get involved with your local unions so that you have a voice and what those benefits should be. And what you're finding is, I think, with at least what I see with young people is, is they embrace our values, they embrace the union, they definitely want to be part of the union, but there is definitely a difference, if not many differences, between the generations. Uh, for example, we're much more diverse. You have more diverse industries, more diverse races, genders, ages. With that comes different perspectives. But also uh, we see people who value their time off. I think because particularly the young generation has been forced to work so many jobs, so many hours, their, their work is precarious. They don't know what their schedule is going to be one week to the next. You know, if you ask someone to come to a union meeting, or to go have dinner with their kid for the first time in a month, what do you think they're going to do? You know, and, and so just because of the nature of how work has changed, you know, that has changed the way that we've got to, to reach out and, and, and help our, our young people get involved in the union. And, and we do have things that, uh, you know, we, we've got an LGBTQ plus advisory committee now where we're, we're reaching out to get more perspectives on, on how, how do we be a better union for all people who are in our union and for all people who want to be in our union. And we've got really active civil rights committees. We've got women of steel committees that, that work on issues that are, that are unique to, to women in our union. Uh, so my answer to that is, yes, there's always ways to do better. And in a union, it's great because we all get a seat at the table to try to, to do that. I just uh, think that, you know, when you look at issues that, millennials care about raising the minimum wage right i mean unions mm-hmm. were instrumental in doing that in new york you touched upon that um and that benefits not just minimum wage union workers it benefits all minimum wage workers uh not just unionized was and also not just in new york for that obviously uh but you know we see things happen in big cities like los angeles where i live or new york and there tends to be a domino rippling effect throughout other large cities uh and states in, in the nation um, so the action that unions take and the action that union members take 
um, certainly can have a great effect on other people. And I think that, you know, millennials are, are definitely uh, are seeing that. You know, I think millennials also know, Connie, that the work and the financial lives that they have and will have in the future might be and, and could certainly be much different than what their parents experienced, right? Uh, millennials are uh, kind of a generation that's been forced to uh, adapt, right? Um, you know, yeah. they, they know, they saw their parents piece together um, side gigs, uh, extra jobs. Um, and, you know, they, they've also, you know, seen uh, how competition works and they've also seen, you know, what was missing and, and, and what they, what, what they need. Um, so I, I would like you to speak to that because one of the things I think that unions do is it brings back the human element and corporations take that away big time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, that, that's, that's the great thing about the union is we always say our union has a soul. You know, our members make up our union. It, it, it is an organization of real human beings who breathe and eat and walk and love and hurt. And, and that makes us so much, I think, very special, but so different from corporations. I know that there are some folks who believe corporations are people. Unions literally are people and are made up of, of of people, uh, ordinary people who band together every day to do extraordinary things. And you're absolutely right that those benefits often, that people may not know immediately or, or connect those dots immediately that the things that unions fight for benefit everyone, but they absolutely certainly do. You know, days off and, and medical leave, health care, maternity leave, you know, all of these things that whether you have a union or not were fought for, in some cases people died for, those those benefits and those rights. Um, but it's a constant fight because the corporations certainly aren't just handing those things out because they want to. Um, it, it's a constant fight, and that's why we need to have the union get stronger, remain strong, and grow and, and diversify with these times. And you know, the industries are changing, as you alluded to, the nature of work is changing the way people view work and, and is changing. You know, we don't, it's no longer, you know, the 1950s where you had a mom and a dad and dad went to work and mom stayed home. Those, those days are gone. And, and so, you know, things, we have to adapt as a union to society Absolutely. and the times that we live in. Absolutely. You know what? More than a pleasure. I learned a lot today. Really enjoyed uh, having you on the program, Connie. I hope you'll come back. Uh, Connie Mabin has been our guest, Director of New Media for the United Steelworkers International Union. Once again, Connie, thank you. And be sure to follow her on Twitter, folks, at Connie Mabin, C-O-N-N-I-E-M-A-B-I-N. Follow the USW at Steelworkers and check out their website, USW.org. I'm Leslie Marshall, Marky Mark Romaldi, our executive producer. Have a great rest of your day.